Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are joined by Amy Eisman-Hauser, Chief Research and Digital Experience Officer at MSU Federal Credit Union. She is here today to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Amy, welcome. It's great to have you here. So great to be here. I'm so excited. So let's kick things off by you telling us a bit about MSU Federal Credit Union. Sure, I would love to. So MSU Federal Credit Union is based in East Lansing, Michigan. We were established in 1937. We were actually started out of a desk drawer on MSU's campus, so Michigan State University's campus. And since our very humble beginnings out of that desk drawer, we've grown to being a $7.4 billion organization, and we have about 1,100 employees and 350,000 members. So we've grown quite a bit since then, but our mission remains the same, to help our members establish really their financial dreams and reach those goals, and make sure that we're there to support them with educations and products and services that help them get there. So that's really the, the foundation of everything we do day in and day out, is help our members build their dreams. Wow. And I love that, that it started out of a drawer and look how far it's come. It's super exciting. Tell us about your role and its impact. Sure. So I'm our Chief Research and Digital Experience Officer, as you shared, which is a relatively new role for the credit union. So I started at the credit union about four and a half years ago. And I was primarily doing research at the time and then was able to take on the digital arm as well. And that really unique partnership between being able to see the organic research, things like member feedback and trend tracking and competitive analysis, and then partner it with the experience arm of the digital experience has given us some really great insights. So my role primarily is to look at our organic research. So work with our employees to get surveys out to our members, capture any feedback that's coming into the credit union, and then utilize that to really execute on the best digital and in-person experiences as possible. I personally focus very heavily on the digital arm of that. So I oversee our website, our mobile app, any of the digital interfaces that a member may come across in working with the credit union, but also with our digital partners. So I like to say I'm the second half of our innovation team. Um, we have an innovation team that works specifically on running pilots and getting new technologies into the credit union, but my team actually executes on finding them a home after the piloting phase. So we really look at innovation not as just a point in time, but really a whole spectrum of where do you start and where do you finish. Not everybody gets to go through to a long-term placement, but when they do, my team gets to engage in that space. So a lot of digital partners, a lot of great vendor relationships, and ultimately just really working to create an environment that our members feel meets their needs on a day-to-day -day basis. And that can be very general in terms of just being able to log in, which everyone wants to be able to do, all the way down to something very specific like retirement planning, which may really just meet one audience's need. So that's kind of the spectrum of things that I cover and it's changing daily. So maybe next time we chat, it will look a little bit different. And I bet those requirements change all the time as well, because you're talking about individual experience as well as experiences en masse. And I know that you're really passionate about inclusive digital experiences. So I'd love for you to talk us through this. Sure. So a big piece of what I think makes 
any experience so great is that you're meeting the member where they're at. And in order to do that, it has to be inclusive. And that can look a lot of different ways. I think most commonly it's how do we make sure that our platforms are accessible, which is very important. So everything from font size to color choices to the adaptability of the platform to be used on things like a screen reader. So all of those things are a big piece of the puzzle of inclusion, but we also look at inclusion as, do you see someone like you in our imagery and our photographs? Do you see products that meet you where you are financially? Do you have the opportunity to navigate the same way and be able to access things in other languages, or at least be able to understand that the imagery and some of the non-written prompts are guiding you through that experience. And so I think inclusion looks different from every angle, and that's what makes it so great. But it also makes it this really wonderful evolution of opportunities for us to continually build on. So as much as I like to say we have a really strong foundation, I don't think we're ever going to be content with that. And I think that's the right way to approach inclusion is what are some of the ways that we haven't considered that could make someone else feel more welcome at the credit union or in the experience. So even things like button shapes and placements and small details that really make big impacts. So those are all of the things that I like to look at, or I'm sure that list could go on forever, but just making sure that everyone has that opportunity to experience our platforms the way that they want to. I think it's really powerful the way you describe that, you know, that there isn't necessarily an end point because it's about constant improvement. Like I just wrote down, like what are some of the ways we haven't considered that could make somebody feel more welcome? And what a wonderful way of putting it because the digital experience for everybody is going to change. Um, and, you know, we'll all have needs that we didn't even know that we had. And actually, if there's somebody like you and a team like yours that are thinking along those lines, it's only about getting better, um, which is brilliant to hear. I want to take this further and ask you about how important balancing execution, innovation and collaboration is, because it's almost like this trifecta of difficulty to get right. It is. And I, I think it's always a little bit I think it's always a little bit in flow, right? Sometimes you're executing, sometimes you're innovating, and sometimes you're collaborating. I think sometimes you're doing it all together, and maybe that always feels a little bit chaotic because you are trying to keep so many balls in the air at the same time, but it's always really worthwhile. And I think each of those have a really important part to play in any project, right? So in innovating, you're really opening the doors to dream. And in executing, you're really finding a way to stabilize that, right? A plan is only as good as when it's put into action kind of a concept. And then collaboration is, for me, making sure that the voices that need to be in the room are. And those things kind of all go together. So a really great example of this for us is I actually was just able to work with one of our partners, Silver, the other day. And we actually did a webinar on designing for the next generation of retirees. So the generation X and the boomer generation that are moving through and the ways that we're considering their digital experiences slightly differently than just mass marketing, you know, any kind of platform. And all of that looks at innovation in terms of someone taking the time to say, this is a question that really needs to be answered and a process that's very complicated. Retirement is not a very cut and dry type of a process. 
but then how are we innovating that? And then how is a member able to execute on that? So what does the journey look like for them? How do they move through that process to make sure the answers are accurate? And then collaboration really comes down to us and our partner Silver to say, what does this look like for our member journey? Where does it live in our environment so that it's accessible to the right audiences? All of those things, again, are in constant motion from both sides, right? From a partner side, it's what are they bringing to the table? And from our side, it's how do we let that shine in our environment and make sure it's with the right audience for execution? So they all go hand in hand and they're it's almost like a little bit of a, you know, a, a tripod. They're stronger together when they all meet. And when you can execute on that really great, it really strengthens the relationship all the way down. Yeah, I like that, that concept of strengthening that relationship when they meet together. And, you know, this is also reflected internally and within the workplace, because a lot of your digital experience is that external phase. So how important do you think championing inclusion is within the workplace? And also, how far do you think we've come? I'd like to think we've come a long way. I still think there's a long way to go. I think it's more of a marathon than a sprint. And I think that's okay. I think a big part of the inclusion hurdle for a lot of people is wanting it to be something that you can check off a list, right? We have done this and we have accomplished it. And I just simply don't believe that that's ever going to be a reality. And I don't think it should be because I think it is an evolution of making sure that you are keeping up with what's important to your audiences and to your members and to your communities. And that I think is the best approach for us is really looking at how do we champion our membership, right? So even if it's not always just saying we're championing inclusion, we are championing our, our membership and that looks different, right? We have all ages, we've got all backgrounds, we've got all financial standings. It can be any kind of, you know, human, really. It's it's a human experience that we're trying to serve. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about championing it is that everyone needs something a little bit different. And while we can't design every experience to be exactly that, we do want them to feel included and welcome in it. And so I want people to see themselves. I want people to know that if they aren't in strong financial standing, that we have education and products and services that can support them. If they are in strong financial standing, I want them to know that we have products and services and education that support them. If they come from a unique background or a different family scenario, how do we support them in setting up their accounts or, or products in the way that meets their needs? So I think championing it really is only helping others access that same mindset of it can't be done and that's okay, right? Some people are really comfortable in the space of I have accomplished this thing. And if you can help bring them along to you continue to accomplish this thing, then it makes that conversation a lot easier to have. And I think that's part of the how far we've come is just making people comfortable that it is always changing. And if you put your best foot forward to learn, then you'll make the appropriate impact where needed. Right. And you're so right. That change within our industry is something that I just think human beings you know, grapple with anyway. Yes. But but within our industry, it's in the heart and soul of it. It's the core of it, like being able to handle that change. So it's really interesting hearing your perspective on that. And it takes me to my next question, which is very much around the people that are listening to this podcast, the people within the space and your thoughts on engaging more people in this movement of 
better digital experience, more inclusive digital experience, more inclusion within the workplace. So what would you like to see more of for genuine workplace inclusion? Sure. I think for me, what I'd love to see more of is listening to hear instead of listening to respond. I think the best way for us to make an impact from an inclusion standpoint is to listen to others who aren't like ourselves, because as much as we all want to eliminate bias, it's not in our human nature. You, you look at things from the perspective that you understand. And the best way for you to adapt and change is to listen to how others have seen the world or experienced the world. We were recently at a luncheon and there was a student who was presenting on her experience as an individual on campus who was using a wheelchair. And she had mentioned that when it snows in Michigan, which it often does, <laughs> if there's a ramp and a staircase and the staircase is cleaned of the snow first, then she still can't get to class. But if the ramp is cleared of snow first and then the staircase, then she and the person who is able to use the staircase can both make it to class. And so listening to her perspective of it's a small shift, right? We are still going to have to clear the snow to make sure everyone is safe. But one of them is limiting another person's experience. Whereas in the other scenario, everyone has access, even if it's maybe not the best case scenario right now for the person who has to use the stairs. And that comparison really stuck with me of it's a very small change, but it it makes everything more accessible for everyone trying to access that. And I've really tried to embrace of what can I do if I listen to more people's stories like that or understand even just a sliver of what someone else is trying to navigate in their life? How can I make a small change, make a big change, even just consider a change for the better of all of our membership, right? And so that is one of the things that I hope we can really embrace is listening to hear instead of listening to respond. I'm going to be the first to tell you that sometimes my brain is going 10 steps ahead of me and it's a hard thing to practice to stop and listen, but it has been the most impactful thing that I've learned to really understand someone else's reality. So I hope that that's what we can embrace a little bit more. And I hope that others have those moments where a light bulb goes off and goes, you're right, that is totally doable and I want to do it. And that is a fantastic way to draw a close to this brilliant podcast. It's been amazing having you join us today on the series. I've loved learning from you. It's been great to learn about exactly what you do within your business, what your role is and how we can all get better. So thank you for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. Thank you.